Good morning, everybody. Today is a special day for us, for me and for Lenae. Uh, today is our fifth wedding anniversary. Can you believe that? <laughs> I think it's just amazing. So already we stand at three children, and uh, I, uh, I'm really thankful for them. Uh, but I also welcome prayer. <laughs> but anyway, um, it's just uh, it's just good to be here today and to um, to be able to uh, to share the word with you guys. Um, I just want to see who's going to be online. I'm going to get this thing going. All right. Erika and Martinez all already on. Thank you. Uh, really appreciate it, Martinette. Okay, so I have a, a word on my heart. It's so amazing um, that how the Spirit works and how the Spirit speaks. I, uh, I wanted to speak on love, which is kind of fitting for today because it's our wedding anniversary and so on. And I uh, scrolled past Suzanne Diaz's post. And it just said, abide in his love. And I just thought, wow, that's just amazing. So, uh, so that's exactly what was in my heart. I want to start in John chapter 14. In John chapter 14, Jesus speaks to his disciples before he would go to the cross. Chapter 14, 15, and 16. And in chapter 17, he prays. Um, and in John chapter 14, I want to speak here in uh, verse... Starting verse 21, he says, The person who has my commands and keeps them is the one who really loves me. And whoever really loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and will show, reveal, manifest myself to him. I will let myself be clearly seen by him and make myself real to him. So this is the desire of my heart. This, I think this is the one of the earliest scriptures uh, since I really um, got filled with the Spirit and, and uh, born again in the early 2000s, actually no, 1999, um, it, it was one of the earliest scriptures that, that Jesus spoke to me about. Um, and this is, these are one of the things that I really kept in my heart. Uh, we, we need to hear what he says and we need to treasure it, we need to keep it. Um, like a like a treasure in our heart. So it is, yes, keep the commands, like obey the commands, do the commands. And those commands are not Moses' commands. This is Jesus speaking intimately with his, with his disciples. He says, whoever has my commands, not Moses' commands, and keeps them is the one who really loves me. So how do we know that we love Jesus? I mean, that's, that's one of the questions that people ask. Um, people ask, how do I really know that I love God? You know, uh, it's simple. Hear what he's saying and keep it in your heart as a treasure and do it. Okay? That's the one who really loves me. And whoever really loves me will be loved by my Father and I too will love him. So the moment you hear his word and receive it in your heart and do the word and live from that place of the word in your heart, um, Jesus comes and he shows his love. Um, and my father will love him and show and reveal, and, and I will show and reveal and manifest myself to him. I will let myself be clearly seen by him and make myself real to him. So his heart is to reveal himself to us. 
And if he reveals himself to us, we can reveal him to other people. So years ago, I think it was back in 2006, uh, one day I was just praying in the Spirit, walking up and down, praying in the Spirit. And God spoke to me and he said, um, people can't see me, but people can see you. And if you see me, people will see me. And I think that's, that's part of the heart of the scripture. Um, Jesus wants to show himself to you first. He wants you to see him. He wants you to know his love for you. He wants you to understand and experience his love for you. And from there, you reflect his love for you and people see him in his love through you. So people will see Christ in a human being when his love is displayed. Now, I, I had a whole message on that a couple of days ago. You can see it in um, one of the morning devotions uh, where I just said that the image of God that we are being transformed into is according to 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18 and um, Romans chapter 12 verse 1 and 2. And, uh, you know, this, all, all these scriptures that we've been made into the image and we are transformed into his image. That image is love, is God's love. No one can see God, but they can see the church. But when the church is, uh, the gaze is focused on him, then everyone around will see him in the church, will see him in the believers. So um, Jesus demonstrated this, and I've spoken a lot about this in the past couple of years. John 1 verse 18, uh, he says, No one has ever seen the Father, but the Son has come to declare him, or to reveal him, to make him known. So the heart of Jesus is to show the Father to the world. Here in John chapter 14, um, earlier, he says, uh, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Um, believe, verse 10, believe you, uh, let me just not read the King James right now. Do you not believe that I'm in the Father and the Father is in me? What I'm telling you, I do not say of my own authority, of my own accord, but the Father who lives continually in me, does his works and his own miracles and deeds of power. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe for the sake of the works themselves. So the works also show, uh, there's the scripture I'm looking for, verse 9. It says, um, have I been with you for so long and you do not recognize and know me yet, Philip? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you then say, show us the Father? Okay, and then later he describes in verse 11, um, if you can't trust me, at least trust the works. So the works show the Father. So if our gaze is upon him, if we look at Jesus, um, the works will testify. He will do his works in and through you. He will be reflected in your life. He will make himself real to you. He will be clearly seen to you, but he will also clearly be seen in you. So the only way we can see God is by uh, knowing and believing, by receiving his word and treasuring it and doing what the word says. And he will, uh, he will love us also. Well, he loves us. He loved us even before we were made. But he will come and show his love to you. So receive the word and he will make himself real to you and manifest himself to you. And then he says in verse 23, 
Um, if a person really loves me, he will keep my word, obey my teaching, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home, our abode, our special dwelling place with him. Uh, so he wants to dwell in us, but he wants us to dwell in him. So if we understand that he is love and we abide in him and we dwell in him, uh, we, we will know him and people will see him in us and in our lives. All right, so I want to just continue in John chapter 15. Um, verse 5 says, I'm the vine, you're the branches. Whoever lives in me and I in him bears much fruit. However, apart from me, cut off from vital union with me, you can do nothing. So the fruit resembles him. So uh, if you abide in him, you bear his fruit and people will see his fruit. A tree is known of its fruit. So the fruit resemble him. It, it is him doing it in us and through us. So the fruit of the spirit is love, <laughs> joy, peace, patience, kindness, meekness, temperance, faithfulness, self-control. So those things flow out of the spirit. So if we know that the Spirit is love, if we know that the Spirit is joy and peace and all those things, and we abide in Him and He in us, then those fruit will be evident in our lives. People will see Him in us. All right. If a person does not dwell in me, he is thrown out like a broken off branch and withers. Such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire and they are burnt. Okay, so uh, the only way we can have life and not wither up and die is um, don't think in terms of punishment. Think in, ter think in terms of life coming to you and flowing through you. Uh, you we are engrafted in him. We are uh, placed in vital union with him. So uh, he is our very life. So for a branch to live, a branch needs to abide in the vine. And that's our lives also. We really, it's a, it's a matter of life and death. We need to abide in him and let that life of Christ flow in us and through us. Verse 7, if you live in me, abide vitally united to me and my words remain in you. There's the word again. So we dwell in him and his word dwell in us. And we know that the words that he spoke are spirit and they are life. John 6 verse 63 um, my words remain in you and continue to live in your hearts. Ask whatever you will, and it shall be done for you. Do you want to get some answers to prayers? Do you want God to perform on your behalf? Do you want God to, to, to fight your cause? Do you want God to, to roll away the stones? Okay, that's in your way. Then you need to take your attention away from everything that you need done. And you need to put your attention on him. And you need to abide in him and let his words abide in you. If you live in me, abide vitally united to me and my words remain in you and, and continue to live in your hearts. Ask whatever you will and it shall be done for you. Imagine that. Whatever you will. Blank check. You can ask him because he's your beloved. You can ask him because he loves you so much. Verse 8. When you bear much fruit... So the fruit resembles him. The fruit is, is reflecting him. The fruit is his nature being shown in you. But also the fruit is, verse 7, that you receive what you ask. 
Okay? It says, when you bear much fruit, my Father is honored and glorified, and you show and prove yourselves to be true followers of mine. So you show yourselves to be true followers of Jesus by showing love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and by showing testimonies of how he, he came through for you. Um, you know, we, we prosper in a time where a lot of people don't um, uh, because of, um, how can I put it? You can prosper in any situation. doesn't matter what the circumstances dictate, okay? And the grounds of you prospering in him, doesn't matter the circumstances, is this, that you are his beloved, that you are his bride, that you are his son. So based on his relationship with you, based on the ring on the finger, <laughs> based on... Um, you being a son, being an heir, based on you being a bride, that re the relationship is described and manifested in Scripture in different ways. Um, but because you are vitally united with him, abiding in him, and him and his words and his love and his spirit abiding in you, you can prosper in any situation. Ask whatever you will, and it will be done for you. So on the basis of relationship. You can prosper. All right. So it says, um, when you bear much fruit, my Father is honored and glorified, and you show and prove yourselves to be true followers of mine. So we, we show him, and therefore we are recognized as followers of him. I have loved you just as the Father has loved me. Abide in my love. Continue in his love with me. If you keep my commandments or my sayings, my teachings, if you continue to obey, obey my instructions, you will abide in my love and live on in it, just as I have obeyed my Father's commandments and live on in his love. So it's so simple. How do I know that I love God? Obey his word. <laughs> How do I know his love? Hear his word and believe it and obey it. Okay, this is how we abide in his love, is we hear and believe his word. And by hearing and believing his word and doing it, obeying his word, we demonstrate him and we show him and we show ourselves to be true followers of his. When we bear fruit, the fruit of the spirit, when we bear fruit, getting what we ask, uh, we show ourselves to be true, true followers of him. And we show um, that we uh, that the, we show His love for us to the rest of the world. All right. Okay. So I want to quickly go to uh, First John chapter four. I can't speak of love and not go to First John chapter four. Start reading in verse nine. It says, "In this, the love of God was made manifest, where we are concerned, in that God sent His Son, the only begotten or the unique Son, into the world." so that we might live through him. So Jesus came to reveal the Father. We talked about that. And the purpose of that was so that we might live. All right. And he says in, uh, in verse 10, in this is love, not that we loved God. So there goes all the religious teachings about you must love God. Yes, Matthew 22 from verse 34 says it. Jesus answered the question of the Pharisee, of the, the, the lawyer, um, 
that that uh, asked him the question. He said, uh, uh, what is the most important commandment in the law? And Jesus answered his question out of the law. And he said, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your strength. And you must love your neighbor like yourself. Law. Moses, not Jesus. Okay? So he answered his question. So you must love the Lord your God and you must love your neighbor. So the, the Lord demands love from you. But now here the love is revealed. He says, in this the love of God was made manifest where we are concerned, in that God sent his Son, the only begotten, into the world that we might live through him. And then he says, in this is love, not that we loved him, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation, the atoning sacrifice for our sins. So we need to get this word of his uh, sacrifice on the cross and the love demonstrated there is so deep in our hearts because that is the very source of the love of God where we are concerned. He loved us. He died on the cross for us. He was beaten and broken. He was despised. He was shamed. He was uh, stricken of God. Uh, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes were healed. So because he suffered, uh, we might live. And that is him demonstrating his love towards us. Okay. Now it says, verse 11, Beloved, if God loved us so very much, we also ought to love one another. So if we keep our gaze on him and his words and his message, the cross, and we, we receive the love demonstrated there, then we have uh, abundance and overflowing love for everyone around us, and then we can love one another from there. Um, and it says here, um, verse 7, Beloved, let, let us love one another, for love is from God. It springs from God. He who loves his fellow men is begotten of God, and coming progressively to know and understand God, to perceive, recognize, and get a clearer knowledge of him. So if you want to know and understand God, you need to bear fruit. You need to show his love towards others. You need to let his love not only end with you, but flow out of you, reflect out of you to the world around you. All right. Then it says, yeah, no man has at any time yet seen God. Remember what I said? Uh, he will make himself visible. He will make himself real to us. The world cannot see him, but the world can see us. And if we see him, the world will see him in us. All right. So he says, no man has at any time seen God. But if we love one another, God abides, lives, and remains in us. And his love, that love which is essentially his, is brought to completion, to its full maturity, runs its full course, and is perfected in us. I want the love of God to be perfected in me. Right, so I want my gaze to be upon him. John 15, I want to abide and be vitally united to him. I want to abide in his love. I want to abide in his word, and I want his words to abide in me. And then from there, I want to bear fruit and glorify the Father. And I want the world to see him and his love in my life and through my life. Okay? So, and I want that love to be brought to perfection in me. And then I want to jump to verse 16. We know and believe the love God cherishes for us. So something that I say a lot, uh, but we need to know how much he loves us. 
so that we can love the other person. Okay. Um, in this union and communion with him, me abiding in him and him abiding in me. Um, sorry, I left out something important in verse 16. We know and believe the love God cherishes for us. God is love. And he who dwells or continues or abides in love dwells and continues in God, and God dwells and continues in him. So you can't uh, abide in the word without abiding in the love. You can't abide in the vine without abiding in the love. You can't abide in, in the person without abiding in the love. And the, you can't let the word abiding, abide in you without letting the love abide in you because the word is the spirit and the spirit is love. God is love. All right. So he says, in this union and communion with him, this, this abiding, love is brought to completion and attains perfection with us that we may have confidence for the day of judgment, with assurance and boldness to face him, says the Amplified, because as he is, so are we in this world. So it's not only the last day judgment and everyone's fear and everyone's big idea of this big book and everything you've done is <laughs> it's not what he's talking about. When someone comes with a pointing of a finger, and that's not going to be God because the accuser has been cast out of heaven in John chapter 12, and in Hebrews chapter 10 and Hebrews chapter 8 and Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 31, he says, I will remember their sins and iniquities no more. So it's not going to be God that remembers your sin and points a finger at you. Uh, but what I'm saying is when someone comes in the day of judgment, so in, if you read the whole of 1 John, you'll see there was a lot of people coming in and trying to judge them and being against them. So in that day of judgment, you have confidence because as he is, so are you. <laughs> and how, what is that image? How, how are you then if you are like him? Love. If you abide in his love, his love abides in you and people will see his love in you and through you. Okay, verse 18, there is no fear in love. Dread does not exist. But full-grown, complete, perfect love turns fear out of doors and expels every trace of terror. So we want the love to be perfected in us so that the perfect love can cast out all the fear. Okay, for fear brings with it the thought of punishment. So there's the judgment. There's the pointing of the finger. There's the law. And so he who is afraid has not reached the full maturity of love. He's not yet grown into love's complete perfection. Um, so if we are afraid of judgment... We can go to John 3 with that, but it's going to take a long time. If we, if we want to um, fear, live in fear, okay, we are not letting love do a complete work in us. All right? But also, if we are fearful, we will also minister fear to others. So fear and love is pretty much similar, except it's, in, it's from a different source. And it's, it's, it's got the opposite uh, goal. Love makes one. Fear drives apart. Love restores. Fear breaks down. Okay? So if people are afraid, they, they do all kinds of things. If people are desperate, they, they don't care about anyone else. They just want to preserve themselves. All right? So um, but perfect love casts out all fear and expels every trace of terror. All right? So uh, we don't want to be the one pointing the finger. That is the ministry of fear. 
that is the ministry of judgment. And that is against the very heart and the spirit of God. We want to be the, the reconciling voice. Second uh, uh, Corinthians 5, we have the ministry of reconciliation. We have this ministry. We are moved by the love of Christ. Second Corinthians 5 verse 14. So we are moved and impelled by the love of Christ. Uh, and we have this ministry is to bring the love of Christ to the whole world and to, to, to uh, preach to people so that they can be reconciled to God also and so that people can be reconciled to one another. Um, it's never the goal of the Holy Spirit to drive people apart. Okay, It is the goal of the Holy Spirit to, to uh, bring everybody into union with Jesus. All right. We love him because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. Okay, that reminds me of a dream that I had some years ago. And in the dream, I was just sleeping and I had this dream. And I felt the love of Jesus and I was just so, so blessed. And I just said, Lord Jesus, just... Take me to be with you so that I can experience your love uh, without any extractions. Just uh, extractions, distractions, <laughs> without any distractions. So, so uh, take me out of this world so I can just be with you and experience your love in fullness. And he spoke to me in the dream and he said, how can you love me that you cannot see if you don't love those around you that you can see? All right. And I realized that if I want to know his love for me, I, w I need to, if I want to understand him, like we read in verse 7, uh, if I want to uh, know his love for me, I, want, I need to express the love that I've already known to the world around me. How can I love my brother that I, uh, how can I love God that I cannot see if I cannot love my brother that I can see? All right, so um, you cannot... Uh, disengage your relationship with people with your relationship with Jesus. He says we, we love him, but we love one another also. So loving people around you is, is part of your relationship with Jesus. And it is God's heart reaching out to people around you. So love is God. It's who he is. Uh, we deny him if we deny his love to people around us. So we need to abide in his love and let him loose, let him flow, let his love flow to all the world around us. It is only in fear. It's only when we feel threatened. It's only when we are insecure that we resort to tactics of fear, that we resort to violence to try and prove our point and to try and protect ourselves. When we trust in his love, we are completely covered. And love covers a multitude of sins, ours and also the people that we love. Love brings forgiveness. Uh, there's so much to say about that, but uh, uh, I'm going <laughs> to speak too long. But I just want to mention this. There was this sinful lady that came into the house when Jesus was eating with a Pharisee. The Pharisee judged the lady, but the lady was on the feet of Jesus washing 
these feet with her tears and drying it off with her hair. And she anointed his feet with costly perfume. And the Pharisee said in his heart, if this was a prophet, he would have known how sinful this woman is that is touching him. And Jesus said, hey, there were two um, debtors. One owed uh, little, one owed a lot. There were two people who owed money um, to a debtor. One owed little and one owed lot. And he freely forgave them both because neither of them could pay. So which one would love the most? He said, the Pharisee answered, I take it the one who's owed the most. He says, look at this woman. Look at how she's showing love. You're not showing me love. So he said, those who are forgiven much will love much. Those who are forgiven little will love little. So we need to understand this. Jesus uh, his forgiveness and his love is one. Out of love, there's forgiveness. So if we know his love, we will know we are forgiven. If we abide in his love, we will not abide in fear of judgment. And also now in our hearts, now that we do receive the love of Jesus, the love of Christ in us, that image of God, displaying it means we forgive people. We love and we forgive we forgive, we forget, we do not hold a grudge, we do not hold offenses, and we do not hold people's sin against them. That is against the very nature of God, against the very image in which he is transforming us into. So I hope this message has done something for you and blessed you. Thank you for watching. Uh, oh, wow, there's a lot of comments here. Let me just see and just greet some people. Hello, Peter there from the, from, uh, the Kalahari and Erika from the UK, and Martinette from Poch, and Erik from Wijk, and good mornings, just good morning today, not good morning, Erik, you, you're slacking down, man, <laughs> but it's good to see you, man, <laughs> Harvey, uh, it's good to see you, um, my mother, bless you, my lovely mother, it's good to see you here, um, and how, who else is here, Edwin, bless you, bless you, Edwin, it's nice to see you, man, um, and my beautiful wife. <laughs> All right, so it's time to, to greet you and thank you for watching. It's time to now just have a nice, lovely break with breakfast for our anniversary. And uh, we're just going to enjoy the day here. And we pray and pray with us that the children will, will just be on their best today so we can all enjoy the day. <laughs> but bless you. Thank you for watching. And uh, we'll see you again. Amen.